Hi, everyone. Uh, I'm Zach. Here with me is Alex. Um, Alex, you want to tell everyone a, a little bit about yourself? Uh, hey, everyone. Uh, I'm uh, a junior computer science major, um, environmental studies minor, and uh, quarantine sucks. And uh, yeah. <laughs> so I invited Alex here today to talk about essentially manga and scanlations and how the whole online comic industry works and in a large part doesn't work um, as we will soon discuss um, and how all of it is only made possible by the usage of multiple multiple media platforms so i guess alex for us to start why don't you tell me a little bit about your familiarity with the subject matter and with how a skinlation works and what it is um, and what manga manhua are yeah so uh Basically, it's just um, it's just comics, but uh, manga and manhwa are from Japan and Korea, respectively. Um, and my experience with them, uh, I've been reading some for like a couple years now, maybe. And uh, uh, the the industry is a really strange thing because there's not much official translation right and uh the uh only for like the really big name series that come out are there like official translations that are pretty pretty easy to find but if if say you're a fan of a smaller series uh you have to rely on scanlations and so what that is is somebody who has access to the uh the, the product itself back in Japan or Korea or whatever, wherever it's from, they'll scan the pages and then upload them somewhere. And then a team of basically fans of the series that know how to translate will go in and they'll edit it, edit out the language and they'll edit in English text and then basically make it digestible for a Western audience. Um, it's, it's not just English, but you know, that's, that's the idea. Um, and, uh, Obviously, that's not really legal, and uh, the governments and the countries that produce these comics are trying to try to crack down on it all the time. But uh, for a lot of people, it's kind of the only way they can get access to these forms of media. Yeah, and so the essentially the means of spreading these comics is illegal um it's illegal here in the states to do it but not to consume it and it's illegal in japan and korea i believe to both do a scanlation and consume a scanlation um i could be wrong on that but recently there have been some pretty heavy changes within 
the broader community and I guess in a broader sense, the manga industry, as they try, they're trying to rein in the number of scanlations there are and control this, essentially this online community that they see as a way, a way to make money, um, which is true. But it's also something that would require work from them that those companies are distinctly not willing to put in. Um, and has led to some strange interactions here in, in the, the United States with the legality of what a scanlation is and the topic of whether or not it's right to consume it or to do it in the first place. Um, so I guess as we start, I was wondering what, what your opinion, your take is on um, whether you think it's right to make a scanlation, consume a scanlation, or both. Um, I think that... Uh, I think I think it's definitely necessary just to spread the content to a wider audience because for a lot of it, if not for the scanlations, the other there is no other option, and uh, that basically just cuts off all access to whatever content you might be seeking. Um, I definitely think that the the creators of the series deserve like they deserve support if you if you're a fan of the series so you should find ways to support them but um as with a lot of like pirated internet content um it's not really the point isn't really to save money the point is that accessing the content otherwise is really difficult and sometimes impossible and uh I think these scanlations are just filling this demand. And if, if there was an easy, easy way to get access to it, besides that, even if you had to pay, I don't think there would be as much of a demand for it. Yeah, I, I think I, I, I agree to an extent. Um, so I, d I definitely agree that it's filling a demand that there is currently no solution for. Um, the the demand personally i hadn't really known that this was a big thing until about a year ago um or i guess a little more than that uh but i when i was in taiwan i made some friends at the university and they were the ones who showed me what a scanlation was and essentially showed me like, this is what they do for fun um and it's interesting because on the one hand it is morally wrong to to pirate something but there are some um comic artists manga artists writers 
who actually want their content to be free. Um, so in some cases, that content is actually shared via a source that sources it for free. Um, so the, the, the one that's commonly known in the United States is an app called Webtoons that essentially would make anything that would be a scanlation actually legal by providing it a platform in which the author can upload onto that platform as long as it complies to the platform's parameters. Um, but there are a lot of authors who don't want to comply to Webtoons standards because in a lot of ways, Webtoons is actually just using the authors to make money, which just is how business works. It's how the studios that these comic writers and authors work for work as well. Um, and so uh, when I was in Taiwan, I met a, an author who would send his rough um, comics, he would send the pictures of the panels to a friend he had in the States, and that friend would then make scanlations of them. Um, so in a lot of cases, these, uh, these authors don't, they don't, or they aren't unaware that this is happening. Um, I'd say it's probably a very small number are actually doing it, um, are putting their stuff out there for free, just because they also need to make a living. But I definitely think it's a tricky subject because there's there isn't a clear path as to how to provide it or consume it um, in the in the West, um, especially coming from places like China, where even if they had an official English translated version from one of their comic studios or manga or manhua studios, we in the US wouldn't actually be allowed to purchase that. Um, I learned that when I was in, again, in Taiwan, I, I was talking to my friends and one of them pointed out that most of the stuff that most of the legitimate things that he reads, he has to go go to China to buy it, and then when he he comes back to Taiwan, he can't purchase it online in Taiwan. Um, and we can't. It's the same here in the U.S. We can't purchase online these things from China, um, which makes this a whole other mess of complicated. <laughs> um, I think I'm a little off topic now, but essentially I think that there are some moral issues about whether or not you're going to take part in a scanlation, but I also don't see a way around it at this current point in time. Um, at least a way that's currently set in place. So I guess my next question to you, Alex, is if there was a legitimate way for you to get the comics 
that you want to read and to read them and to see them, but you had to pay for it. Would you be willing to do that? And would you, would you want it to come in the form of an online comic or would you prefer it to be a physical hard copy like it is in Japan and China? Um, so what are, what's your, your take on that? Um, it's kind of a difficult question. Um, but I think at this point in time, I think I would be willing to pay for an official, uh, <clears throat> for an official source. And I sort of, I, I use, there, there is a company that officially translates and publishes some of them, but only for big name series. Um, and I read from there. The, the most recent chapters are free. But uh, I think I would be willing to pay because ultimately the official translations um, are usually better. <laughs> and more than that, uh, it's, it, it sort of depends on how much you're reading and how invested you are. And I think I'm reading enough that I'd be willing to pay for a service that like lets me read many different series and probably help me read new stuff too, just because why not? I may as well get the most out of my money. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'm kind of getting sidetracked here. Yeah, I think uh, now that things are things are becoming more accessible over time and services are improving. And with that in mind, yeah, I think uh, I'd definitely be willing to pay, especially if it was like some catch-all service that lets you read a ton of different uh, comic series at the same time for a monthly subscription or something along those lines. Um, I think that'd be really great. And uh, if it could all get centralized in like an easy-to-find place, then yeah, that'd be really cool. Yeah, I... I definitely agree with that. I I personally really want to support some of these authors, um, just because I I'm a musician and I know what it's like to put your work out there and to want to both have it be seen by others and to be able to make a living off of that because that is essential. That's the their job. They are 100% invested into what they're doing and what they're writing and the stories they're creating. And I think they should be paid for that. Um, and so I, I personally think that unlike, unlike the places that these comics come from, I think a better model in the States would actually be to mimic what some of these scanlation sites have done. Um, so I don't know what your familiarity is with how the sites work. I'm not that familiar with them either, but I do know that a lot of them use current forms of social media as a means to connect their audiences and to gather people to make the translated copy 
Um, so I know there's a lot of Discord servers out there and there are Facebook groups. Um, and I believe there are, um, there's multi a plethora of apps and sites that all do this thing. But recently, as of this past year, they've all become, they've all come under fire from legal teams from Japan, Korea, China, where they've all, for the most part now, been shut down. Um, but that doesn't seem to stop anyone from making the scamlations or consuming them. People just move to different sites and different groups uh, or different apps. Um, I think, in my opinion, the best way to, to solve this would be to create a formal app, kind of like how um, the, the biggest app that was known for making scanlations, I believe it was called Manga Rock. Can you, is that right, Alex? Uh, I think so, yeah, that rings a bell. So they, they were shut down, um, or they weren't, they were close to sh being shut down, and the creator of the app decided that he would change his app, and so he wants his app to become a place where artists can send their stuff and then we can pay a subscription fee, a monthly fee, to read whatever we want from the site and have it all be officially translated. And I, I think that's a wonderful idea. I think that would be a step in the right direction. Um, but I know they've got, or they've had a lot of backlash from the larger community as to some people in the community don't want to pay for these comic releases um, because it's, it, they come out in generally small increments, only once a month, not, some of the comics come out weekly, but most of them are a monthly basis. Um, and there are a lot of people who don't feel like they should be spending their money on that. Um, in my opinion, I think that if you don't feel like it's worth spending your money, why are you doing it in the first place? Um, because I don't think it's right to, to, to take the work of someone else and use it for free without crediting them at all. Um, but I also know that there's a lot of legal crap that has to go on in the background of all of this just to make all of this work. And there has to be a lot of back and forth between not just the the writers of these stories and the the app developer um but also their intermediary um publishing firms and the subsequent legal teams involved with that um so how would you have a service like this be set up in an ideal world? Well, ideally, uh, 
the the problem is that there are services like that, but there's a lot of them, and it's kind of just um, different different companies back in in the country of origin of these comics will pick like their publisher, right? Yeah. And uh, there's a few big ones, uh, and then there's smaller ones, and then there's the scanlation illegal stuff. Um, ideally, there just really needs to be like a breakout where something gets known as like a really big name that uh, translates and provides a really big chunk of the series that people are interested in. And that's sort of happening, but it's also not really being pushed enough, I feel. I feel it's uh, like the company I'm talking about is Viz, Viz Media. Um, they do a lot of publishing uh, in the West, but obviously they don't have the rights to everything. And I mean, they shouldn't, that would be bad, but um, it's just not well known enough. I think, I think in an ideal world, the, the legal ways to access uh, this content would just be more accessible and be easier to find for people. Uh, at least that's what I think. I definitely agree with that. I I think that the biggest problem in the community right now is less that people want to just read them for free. Um, as as I said earlier, there are definitely people who who just want this for free. They don't want to pay. Um, but I think for the most part, the community just just wants a place that they know is both acceptable from the, the uh, viewpoint of the authors and is acceptable from the viewpoint of the readers. Because there are a couple, as you mentioned, there are a couple different sites. So there's Viz Media, there's, um, there's an app called, one second. Uh, I think it's just called Web Novel, and it's a Web Novel. At least is just a free service um, that you can pay more to unlock more than one chapter a week. So if you have a bunch of stories you're reading, then you can pay to read more of them. But if there's just one story you're reading, you get one free chapter a week and you can let that accumulate to unlock as many chapters as you want whenever um and i think that i think there's a lot of stigma around the whole um scanlation thing because the point of what it what scanlations or the, the thing we should try to take away from scanlations, the, the one positive of it is that there is a large audience in the West that wants to consume this form of media, right? Yeah. And though they're not doing it in, in a manner that's legal, uh, they're trying to find ways to do it. Um, and as I said before, there's some some Western companies like 
webtoons and web novel, and then as you mentioned, Viz Media, who are all trying to kind of bridge that gap, break into the bubble, provide the readers and the authors with the experience that both are looking for. Um, but I think it, it gets harder when you get all of the, stu the individual studios involved. Because then it becomes less of a, um, it becomes less about reading what you want to read and more about which studio has enough money or enough weight that they can throw around to get whatever they want. Um, which is kind of, I mean, we've seen, we've seen it before with other things, um, like Crunchyroll, for instance, which is essentially just the Western way of watching anime. Um, and they've got some pretty big studios backing them, which changes how they present things and what things they present. So at that point, it becomes a lot harder for small-time authors to be noticed, um, which I think is a, I think one of the pluses of the scanlation sites, one of the only good things is that small authors get seen. They get their stories read and their voices heard through their stories, through these sites. Whereas all of the, the names we've rattled off, none of the smaller authors are on them or seem to be planning to go on to them um, just because they can't, their studios can't afford that or their studios don't want to do that um, or they don't have a studio and they're just publishing straight to the internet. Um, So I guess with that in mind, you think there's a way to make it, to use apps or um, new forms of content sites to help those smaller authors get seen? Um, that's why I personally think that using an app model like Manga Rock did would be great because they prioritized getting those smaller authors, those people who had less views on their comics seen more than the people who everyone knew by name. So what's your take? Yeah, the, uh, the, the apps are definitely a good step in the right direction. Um, when it comes to smaller content creators, right, there's a lot of websites. Um, it's basically just like people posting their work up and seeing how it does. Um, and they're not getting paid for it, obviously. They're just doing it. And 
that kind of online publishing has been going for a pretty long time at this point. Um, and it's how some like really successful series actually started. Um, but what you're saying about the smaller content creators <clears throat> basically getting recognized, um, I'm not sure there's, there's really a good solution <coughs> because well, if uh, assuming we are going with these, either these apps or these websites owned by these publishing companies, there isn't really much incentive for them to push smaller creators forward because if they're going to be publishing things, they're going to want to be publishing popular things that'll get, get a lot of clicks and get more subscriptions and stuff like that. So as far as uh, helping smaller content creators kind of get attention. Um, I think that some sort of dedicated website or some sort of app, um, which those exist, but something that maybe gives more references to those sites or it's some sort of larger database um, that could let you find them and advertise them. That seems like the only real way to go about promoting these people. Yeah, I can see that. So why do you think we haven't found the right way to do this or people haven't found a way to not do scanlations and why we don't have one place that stores all of that information? Um, well, I think it's, there, there's a couple reasons. One is just that uh, because it's basically taking a foreign product and uh, translating it, um, that just comes with extra workload there. But mainly it's because it's still a pretty uh, niche market, right? It's, mm -hmm. uh, it's only now beginning to like, <clears throat> beginning to start picking up steam and become a little more mainstream. Um, and the, the base, the, there's a very dedicated, uh, base of people, right. That want to consume this content, but in the grand scheme of things, it's basically a growing market. It's not a, an enormous, uh, market at this point. Uh, it's only getting larger. And I think once it reaches a certain size and there's, a certain amount of demand, I think that'll be sort of the trigger that will push these companies to start centralizing themselves. Yeah. So do you think that that needs to come from the consumer's end first? Or do you think if the publishers and the, the companies that are suing all these scanlation sites and closing them all down. Do you think those are, or those companies are where it should start? Uh, I think it should start with the companies because until the companies are providing a more comprehensive service, people are going to keep using scanlations because they're easy to find and it, they're easy to consume. You just click on it and, okay, there you go. There's the chapters you can read. Um, 
and as opposed to trying to navigate your way through some clunky publishing website uh the the companies behind this just haven't really they haven't proven their services to be worth it i guess and i think they need to start improving them before there's going to be some sort of mass migration from free scanlations to paid websites yeah i i agree with that i think i think this has to start with those companies um and i think to them i think they're all aware at this point that there is a market in the west for this content because if they, if they weren't aware why would they be suing all these scanlation sites mm -hmm. and closing all these apps and things um i think i think to really get get somewhere they need to to stop focusing on solely their current base of um, consumers, which is really hard for any companies to, um, or any individual to do for that matter. It's hard to switch from that to putting yourself out on a limb to maybe, maybe you'd get some, maybe you wouldn't. Um, I'm pretty sure that they would say a large boost in their sales if they put some time into this. But at the moment, I don't see any of those companies doing that. Um, but I think there has been a shift in the authors where it seems like a lot of the authors want to lean more into that. Um, and that's why a lot of them are now solely publishing online and publishing to apps that I mean, most, for the most part, we can't access these apps um, here in the States. But a lot of these, in a lot of these other countries, in this, their countries of origin, the authors publish to these apps where someone can go on and they pay a subscription fee and they read it. And some of these authors are now pushing for those apps to try to find a Western base. And I think it would be, I think it would, it would both be more beneficial and a lot better if the authors didn't have to be the ones pushing for that. If it was instead the company and the studio that the author works for that pushed for it. Um, but I think that's also why we're seeing more authors not work for a studio or a publishing company. And just work on their own and submit it to a website and have the website upload it. Um, just because they don't, that way they don't have to deal with the, frankly, the bullshit that the companies want to put them through. Um, I think it's, I think it's a, 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 a slippery slope where on one hand, We've got this consumer base that really wants to consume the material. On the other hand, 
there are some legitimate ways to consume some of the material, but people aren't using them because it's not the all-encompassing thing that is scanlations. And as we've talked and I've learned more and more about scanlations and about how all this stuff works, in my opinion, I think that one thing going forward, especially in this era of social media, uh, new media forms being created every day, I think it's just going to take one person or one group of people to realize that there is a really big market that currently isn't being tapped at all, but that would actually pay for something that they are currently consuming for free. Um, and I think that it's just, it's just going to take someone to go out there and create that, create that bridge, create that site. Um, and at the end of the day, that might, I think, I think it needs to come from the studios right now because that's where all the power lies. But at the end of the day, maybe what's actually going to happen, what's more likely to happen is someone circumvents the studios altogether and goes straight to the author. Um, I don't, I'm not gonna pretend like I know what all of the laws are about authorship and ownership of your own works in all of these other countries. Um, I know in, in some cases, the studios own a lot of the work and the author gets very little from the studio, which isn't a good thing and is something that if these sites found a way to circumvent studios and go straight to authors would be a great benefit to the greater community. Um, but that would also defeat the purpose of the studios altogether, which is to collect from multiple authors and provide sort of the service we're talking about, but on a smaller scale. So if someone was to go create a site right now, Do you think any of the studios that aren't the, the, the huge named ones like Studio Ghibli, um, uh, Shonen Jump, studios that aren't that, the smaller ones, the, the places that have smaller authors. Do you think that those companies would jump at this chance? Or do you think that those studios would, at the end of the day, need to be circumvented in, an, in order to provide both a better experience for the author as well as the consumer? It's hard to say. Um... If it's if they're if we're talking about smaller studios here, uh, they might be very interested in it. If this site could spread the content to other parts of the world, 
um, because generally uh, if it's a smaller studio and they don't have the money to pay a big publisher to translate, then they're kind of just, they don't really have any options. So if this was a way for them to get it out there, then maybe. But uh, on the other hand, they might not want to give up the hold they have over their authors and uh, kind of cede part of that control to uh, a third party in some aspects. So it, it could really go either way. Um, and I think it would be kind of case by case, depends on what, uh, what publishing studio you you're asking. And honestly, just if they think it's a good idea. I think if this, if this site was made with the intent of just getting authors directly uh, and not the studios themselves, uh, I think it would do really well. And it's kind of just, it, it's kind of this, uh, it, it wouldn't really be much different from what these authors are signing up for anyway. They're signing up a contract with a studio to distribute their work. Um, it would basically be the same thing, but in this hypothetical, this website or what whatever it is, uh, it would more widely distribute and it would be more author friendly, I guess. So in that case, I think it would do really, really well. And uh, authors would really jump for that. I think so too. I think, I think this, the problem with the whole scanlation things really just stems from the studios not wanting to put in both the, the money and the manpower to produce what the scanlations produce regardless of what the authors want. Um, so there's some really big name comics out there now or mangas or manhua, whatever you want to call it, that people who don't even read this stuff know about. Um, for example, there's that uh, really popular one called Solo Leveling that tons of people know about all across the world and the author of solo leveling is trying to get his works published online in a format that everyone across the world can can utilize and can can access um and i believe that's because he started out without or he started writing without a studio and was just publishing his stuff online. Um, but I think at this point, a lot of the problems with, with the community and with how everything works stem from the studios just not wanting to change anything or do anything about this audience that clearly wants to consume their own material. Um, so do you, are there any ways you think someone could convince the studios to jump at this, especially the bigger ones now? Um, so the ones that don't need, if we're honest, they don't need other forms of income. So Shonen Jump and Studio Ghibli are hugely popular um, and don't really need a secondary source to spread their material 
Um, so do you think there's a way to convince them that a thing like this would be a good thing? Um, the only real way to convince them, I think, would be to show them how much they would have to gain by exporting it to, to this degree. Because uh, I think what's kind of stopping this is really just this idea that, oh, there isn't really a large foreign market for this. So let's not waste money trying to get the few people that would pay for it. Um, and as for how they're, uh, how, how the, the popularity and the market is actually shown to them, I have no idea, but if they can be convinced that there's a big market outside of their home country, then yeah, I think they'd jump on it for sure. And I think that's the only way they jump on it so they can make more money basically. Yeah. Do you think, can you think of any ways that would be able to show them um, other than the scanlation sites, which I would have thought would have shown them just how much of an audience there is that wants this? So, yeah, the, uh, the way to show these companies that there is a market, um, obviously, if you can't access their, uh, their content, then the only way to show support is to buy like physical copies or uh, off online or to, uh, if you're like a, a fan of a specific series or whatever, you can buy merchandise related to it, something like that. And uh, that's kind of the only way to really show support for it if there isn't a way to legally read it. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. So do you think that, I know we, we've spent all this time talking about the, studios and the authors and would it be feasible to make a platform like this um, whether it's an app or a website or what have you do you think that if these studios jumped for it and if the authors wanted it and this actually came to fruition and happened Do you think that all of these sites and Discord groups and forums and Facebook groups and whatever else there is would stop what they're doing? Or do you think they would continue but would see far less viewership? I don't, I don't there's no way they'd entirely stop because there's always going to be people that want content for free. But uh, it, they definitely wouldn't be these massive, uh, massively popular sites that they are right now. Because, uh, I mean, if there is an easy alternative, then people will take it, especially if it's well made and high quality and worth their money. Uh, a lot of a lot of the people using the scanlations aren't doing it because they don't want to spend money necessarily. They're doing it because it's just how they can access it and they spend money in other ways to support the series. But 
if there was just an easy legal way to uh, gain access, then yeah. Uh, the but obviously the sites wouldn't stop. They would they there would probably be less of them, and they'd be harder to find. And they wouldn't have nearly as many people using them, but they'd still exist. I mean, it's kind of just how the internet works. There's always going to be ways to pirate uh, whatever content you want. Hmm. So, how popular do you think something like this would be in the U.S. and Europe? Um, outside of their countries of origin? Um, I think it'd be pretty popular in the U.S. and in parts of Europe. Um, There's a decent consumer base there already. Um, I think the the main advantage of this would be that not only would this be available to the U.S. and Europe, but it would be available to the rest of the world as well. And there might not be as large of a network of consumers there, but by exposing it to the entire world, you can get a whole lot more than just the U.S., even if the U.S. is a really large market. Um, Because the vast majority of these scanlations are in English, and uh, if you made something like this more accessible to people in Europe, or people in Asia, or people in Africa, or any continent really, that's not the US or Canada, um, you'd probably see a really big boost in your sales numbers because, I mean, we say it's hard here in the US, but it's way harder in other continents and other parts of the world. not just because of the language barrier, but because of restrictions by different countries on what they can view and what's what's legal and what's not. So given that, do you think that this era of new media, of the creation of this greater network online is setting up for something like that or would be beneficial or supportive of a movement or an app to do this? Um, As we, I mean, we've seen with TikTok, these apps, especially the social media apps can span across the globe and People everywhere use them. Um, I'm not saying that something like this would ever be nearly as popular as TikTok is. Um, Just because pure nature of what we're talking about, it's not a social media app. It's a a comic app. But do you think that all of this push towards technology and new media especially with your own personal views of how tech works as a computer science major. Do you think that this is something that is foreseeable in the future is possible? Um, Not really. I think, (laughs) I think, 
instead of this, what's really happening is these illegal sites keep getting better and they keep getting higher quality. Um, which is funny because uh, it's kind of the opposite of what you'd expect, but these scanlation sites, uh, they're not bad. They're, they're, they're pretty good with their quality and their translations and stuff. And uh, with the way social media is expanding and everything, uh, it's only becoming easier to find what you want to find. And because of how easy it is to do that, I think making some sort of centralized resource that get, gain, gets you legal access to all of this, I think it becomes harder over time because more and more people are getting, uh, are being attracted to these scanlation sites that keep getting easier to find with this, uh, with, with how social media is expanding. And the scanlation sites are getting better at the same time. They're not advertising really, but I mean, it, 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 it's not hard to find them. They're, they spread around by word of mouth and on internet communities. And uh, I really think that the more time goes on, the harder it'll be for some company to kind of break into this sphere unless they sink a massive amount of money and advertising into it. Mm. I think that makes sense. So I, I guess that takes us right back to that, the point you had made earlier about this really does need to come from those studios that have the money and have the, the funding so they can, they're the only way that this, this would work. Yeah, I mean, the, the bottom line is that if people are preferring pirated content over the official stuff, the official company isn't doing enough to attract them, the consumers there. That's kind of just how it is. So they either, they either need to up their game and do a better job so that people will stop using the illegal sites or they need to bring in more consumers from the outside and basically build their own following that way that don't care to use the scanlations. Hmm. Well, that was all the questions I had. <laughs> thank you, Alex, for your time. Yeah, no problem. And thank you for your insight into scanlations and the world of manga, manhwa, online comics.